this week on the reverse stick, um, well, we've got some hockey stuff. Uh, I think we squeeze in a bit of personal stuff as well. There's some social media stuff, and um, I think we'll... Historical? Any historical stuff? Yeah, maybe. Stuff. Greetings once again to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. My name is John Lee. I'm joined weekly by Mr. Matt Allen, and we'll be talking about hockey. Every week. Every week we're here. It's the weekly Global Hockey Podcast, episode 149. John, it's a pleasure to have you join us, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are listening from around the globe. Oh, look, Matt, 149, I'm, it's, it's night before Christmas. Uh, I'm really excited. I've, I've had so many positive responses to the um, invitations I've sent out around the world to a host of celebrities to join us here next week uh, for the 150th episode at the Cooble Up Broadcast. In- invitations? Who have you, um, you invited? Oh mate, we've got a, we've got a plethora of people. It's, it's huge, the number of stars and celebrities. Uh, Beyonce. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, how are they getting here, John? Hey. How are they getting here? Fine. The, the borders are closed still, mate. We might be getting back to hockey, but the borders are still closed. They can't come, they can't come in. So Tyron can't come? Well, I imagine not, no, 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 absolutely not. Oh. Um. They might get in. They might get in over the over the interstate borders if they, um, you know, take the high country. But because uh, yeah. I was really stoked when Salt and Pepper said, "Yeah, were you?" Uh, it's a bit retro, but were you? Uh, were you? Were you offering to pay for the flights out of our Patreon subscriber subscriptions? Hey, Where, how are we paying for the flights? Um, did, did you think about this at all, John? No, not much. Oh. You. That was disappointing, wasn't it? What's been going on? What news, John? Um, well, uh, there is hockey restarting in the north of Australia. Is it this weekend, or did it happen Northern last week in Northern Territory in uh, Darwin League? They they get up and oh, up and running. Yeah. And uh, I did hear a Northern Territory politician making some speech, and every sentence was something that um, it was happening because of his government's responsible approach to whatever it was that was happening. The, cro- the crocodile crisis. Oh, whatever. Anyway, yeah. it was very interesting. that Well, they've opened up. They, they like us here in Perth, uh, have isolation on their side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they do. Let's keep it that way. Um, but it, we, good news, as we were sitting here, it's Friday evening, sitting here, and the email went ping, and I've got some fixtures for both of us for the opening two rounds of the season, starting next really? weekend. Really? Yes. Already? So, well, already, yeah. Just eight days before the first game. <laughs> that's about from the, the common form. Well, no, that, that's, uh, that's good. That's better than it has been in some years. Well. Without no, these sorts of no, disruptions. No, no, it's about, it's about right. It's about right. It's, particularly undue stress. Wouldn't be a, an enviable job trying to fixture um, hockey competitions at such late notice and having teams dropping out and all you know all sorts of different issues with it so well done well done to the state associations involved for getting us back out on the park says ex administrator Matt Allen jostling for a position <laughs> of higher authority um, I'll, I'll tell you about the transfer 
Oh, we will. We'll get yeah. to that in a minute. It must be said at this point too that where we are particularly lucky, and there's a lot of people out there who might be listening to this podcast who don't have the same opportunities and won't yet for a little while. So we don't want to sound like we're gloating on this either, Matt. We've been lucky enough purely because of our probably geographical location. Well, let's look at it though. <laughs> those that are, um, are more severely under lockdown at the moment are those that are perhaps got most of their last season out of the way and missed the last couple of games, yeah. whereas we've missed a third of the start of our season. So we can be the guinea pigs for getting back onto the field and everyone else around the world can learn from our mistakes, i.e. the three hamstrings and two calves pulled in the first game of the season because nobody bothered warming up. They forgot about that. They'd only had two weeks running on pre-season uh, and uh, they were never as good as they actually thought they were. What I thought was interesting is we've got two over-50s teams this year at our particular club. Yep. And um, so far in the scratch games, uh, we've had one team of over-50s turn up. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, whether we have more numbers of over-50s turning up this week and uh, how that'll Don't worry. Now, affect the first game. Now the fixtures are out, people will be keen. There's something they can see. It's tangible. We are playing in eight days' time tomorrow. You'll have a full house. You'll yeah. have all, tw- all 25 of you. <laughs> Part of part of the problem is all ten players who've been turning up to play in the uh, and train in the scratch matches etc. Mm. Um, they have the expectation they're going to be playing in the number two team, not the number one team. Right. Uh, might be something well, for the selectors. Well, to consider. I'm, I'm sure if you are a selector out there, you just want people to play for your club, don't you? Yeah. You are listening to the Reverse Stick. The Global Hockey Podcast. We're running off a riff tonight, and I've just got a few points written down in my log. Yes, I, I have, you want to add to them? No, I have nothing written down at all. I've left the pen and paper at home. I thought, John, you? yeah, let, I'll let you scribe tonight. I will add, though, Walking Hockey's Day, great fun. Full, oh, com- full compliment in the sunshine this morning Excellent. down in uh, down by the waterfront area in uh, Fremantle. I don't like to say, Stevens. You know, Stevens Reserve, yeah, very you nice. You don't like what? I just, I just, I just didn't mentioning the club name all the time. I just, I, I just wanted well, to did. avoid that. No, it's, it's a hockey thing that. But you then did. I, but I had to mention Fremantle. When I just, yeah. Look, anyway. you didn't have a problem when you're an official office bearer. So why should you have a problem now? And I'm happy to share as a member. That, oh, that's yeah, good. You are go. you a member yeah. yet? Yeah, you have. I've got my kit. Got my new kit. I have you. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, paid Welcome my, to the club. Paid my 110 bucks. <laughs> Okay, good, what, to, good to be a part of it. What I've got written down here is uh, stuff that you said. Oh, I'll write this down before we recorded this podcast. Oh, live stream li- hashtag live stream hockey next weekend. The opening round from the Western Australian Premier Premier League here. It's going to be on YouTube. Ash Morrison's well, putting that out. Wasn't he? Wasn't che- tonight? No, no, it's two, yeah. no, it's, uh, eight days. Anyway. Just check out at the I hockey don't know live. Why I'm fighting up at the wall. No, I'm, just to remind me what I'm going to say. At, <laughs> the, at the hockey live on Twitter and on Facebook, hashtag live stream hockey. Check check that out. It's going to be top quality Western Australian Premier League hockey, Good. Men, men's and women's games. Now let's get on to the first thing that you shouted at me to write down. Sure. Two billion fans. Ah, right. Yeah. There was a tweet uh, retweeted by Todd Williams from the hockey paper and commentary ex-player and. A, and a, a coach of, uh, who's this guy? Professor Simon Chadwick. Top 10 most popular sports in the world. Little screen grab and a link to an article at sportsshow.net. Um, 
Number one, John Soccer Association Football, 3.5 billion estimated fans. Regional popularity, Europe, Africa, Asia, America. Number two, cricket, 2.5 billion fans, Asia, Australia, UK. Basketball, 2.2 billion. This is number three, USA, Canada, China and the Philippines. And at number four, field hockey, 2 billion. Europe, Africa, Asia and Australia, 2 billion. Was it not just two weeks ago, John, we were talking about this magical, mythical 2 billion figure of fans for hockey? Yeah. So we click on the article, it takes us to... Did you find a pin? Sportsshow.net. The criteria used, John, global fan base and audience, viewership on TV, TV rights deals, popularity on internet, presence on social media, number of professional leagues in the world, average salary of athletes in the top leagues, sponsorship deals, number of countries in which the sport is popular, biggest competition, relevancy throughout the year, gender equality, we'd score high on that, access to the general public, number of amateur players in the world, and the prominence of the sport in sports headlines on print and electronic media. Wow, that is an extensive criteria, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Extensive. Extensive. So here we go. So remember I said field hockey just a moment ago? Yeah. Good. So now we go. You You said field. I did. So we go to number four. I remember. We go to number four in the article here on sportsshow.net. Hockey, 2.2 billion fans. Oh, well, that's good hockey, you know, using... 2.2 billion. So we've gained 2 billion from the the tweet. Sorry, Uh, sorry, 0.2 billion. Oh, you know how the world's population is rising. So, nice little image here of uh, one of the USA players against... Oh, I'm not sure that is in blue. I suggest that's not important. It's a message. A Pan Am game. Well, no, underneath, because you you can put a little tag on on the photo, it says field hockey... And ice hockey. Hockey, field and ice, is the third most popular sport on earth with 2 to 2.2 billion fans in Asia, Europe, Africa, Australia, etc. (laughs) (laughs) Hockey is... Now, I'm just going to read this as is, okay? Okay. Hockey is a family of sports in which two teams play against each other by trying to manoeuvre a ball or a puck into the opponent's goal using a hockey stick. In many areas, one sport, typically field hockey or ice hockey, is generally referred to as hockey. Agreed. Both forms of hockey are popular in the world. Field hockey is the national game of Pakistan as well as India. On the other hand, ice hockey is popular in Europe, especially in Canada, the USA, Latvia and Sweden. (laughs) Above mentioned number of fans are for both forms of hockey. Global fan base and audience. As mentioned above, hockey has more than 2 billion fans in the world. These fans include both the fans of field hockey as well as ice hockey. Viewership on TV. The TV viewership of hockey is different in different regions. In Pakistan, India, Australia, the United Kingdom, Germany, Malaysia and the Netherlands, field hockey enjoys a moderate level of TV viewership. The same is the case with ice, ho- the same is the case with ice hockey. Only the countries are different. Ice hockey is also widely watched in the US and Canada. TV rights deals. Hockey leagues around the world, including field hockey leagues and ice hockey leagues, get fairly decent TV rights deals. Oh, brilliant. The numbers are nowhere close to some of the other popular sports like football and cricket, but still, they are decent enough. It's top analysis here. (laughs) Popularity on the internet. Hockey enjoys a moderate level of popularity on the internet. 
The number of hockey-related searches varies by country and by season. Presence on social media. The presence on, of hockey on social media is not impressive. However, still... Hang on. Didn't we read a Hang report on. out say how impressive the FIA is? <laughs> However, still, there is some presence. The number of professional leagues in the world. There are numerous professional leagues of both ice hockey as well as field hockey around the world. North America and Europe, in particular, have the most number of professional leagues of the sport. The NHL of the US is the biggest hockey league in the world. Average salary of athletes <laughs> in top leagues. And Shall I go on? Uh, <laughs> relevancy throughout the year. The relevancy of the sport declines in the off-season. Oh. However, oh, being a major sport in the US, it is, it is almost always relevant. In other countries, the relevancy of the sport throughout the year is not as strong as in the US. Insightful it's stuff. groundbreaking, isn't it? I, I can see what's happening here. I can see Thierry's master plan. Go on. He, he's, he's aiming to get the FIH to take over. They've actually... The International Ice Hockey Federation. I think it could be... It's going to happen. They've actually got something right here, though. In the... Um, oh, no, they, no, they haven't. No, they haven't. All right. Gender equality. Hockey is primarily a male-dominated sport. Being a tough sport, not many females prefer to compete in hockey. However, there is some level of participation from women in some countries. Now, go uh, through this. What's the name of the source again? Just so we more, don't get blamed for one, this one, shit. one more. <laughs> access to the general public. Hockey does not rank well in the access to the general public, partly because of the expensive playing fields and ice hockey rinks required for the sport to be Well, thank Christ for that. You got something right. You got something right in that report. However, what concerns me, what concerns me is that Thierry and the FIH are taking this figure of two billion from whatever absolute plum of written this article. Unbelievable. That is a concern. Well, we did joke uh, 15, with the idea 15 different serious. points and criteria. Did they have 15 different hats to pull their bullshit answers out of? Far out. Anyway, there you go. Don't believe him, Thierry. It ain't two billion. Nagra, don't believe him. No. Pull out of the deal I now. I you, he's setting us up, mate. You wait. <laughs> In charge of all hockey. Won't, we'll be able to plunder ice hockey. Yeah, roller hockey. We're coming for you. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Seriously, what is... We we actually do this podcast live, What is is fistball and what is techball? Piss off, you're not real sports. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're getting back onto your shouted at me list. Yeah, Um, okay. Where do we go from here? Oh, before we do, maybe we do... Maybe we do a... Yeah, I've got it. Geared up, no. Constitution Corner. Let's do Constitution Corner because we have mentioned here, uh, been talking about the Constitution and previously have mentioned that, well, a person can't be a a member of the FIH because you have to be a national association or a continental federation to be a member of the FIH. Now, of course, that means... What what about if you're a doctor? Eh? No. Who? Don't matter. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Doctor No. It's not who you know. It's uh, could, yeah, be, yeah. could be could be Doctor, doctor anything. Who you know. As long as they're a real doctor. Oh, that was a bad. We, we, if we had more time, we could work on that. No, mate, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, we um, didn't have the rehearsal. Rehearsal. It's coming at you live, folks. Now, so you can be a 
a member if you are a national association, and the FIH recognises you through the, the voting in procedures that exist within the statutes, mm-hmm. or you can be a continental federation that mm-hmm. essentially represents each of the continents. Now, when it comes to voting, mm-hmm. uh, both national associations and continental federations have a vote. So if you like it, uh, each national association... It, is it an equal vote? Yes, it's not well, weighted. It's not no, weighted. No, it, yeah, well, yeah. not not yet. Well, I hope not. I haven't got quite that far into the constitution yet, to be honest with. No, I'm pretty sure it's not. Um, so th- there's a lot of stuff about what constitutes nas- uh, confederations and and national associations and how they're recognised. You've got to be the only body to be recognised, etc., etc. So, you think, so, so, any... so, so for Oceana, you would expect an on block vote for pretty much everything. Well, when, what do you mean on block? So, Australia, New Zealand, Fiji, uh, Solomon Islands, Vanuatu, no, 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 and no. then also Oceania. So you would you would gather the individual groups of of uh, those nations with within your federation, and then also get the, I guess, the rubber stamp of the 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 federation, or also voting in that direction for something. No, why not? Well, you could have a, a national association that doesn't believe a motion being put forward is... Uh, no, but uh, just, I would, I would ex- expect on the big things that influenced Oceana hockey in particular... Oh, yeah, but perhaps. Yeah. But there might there might be issues where a, um, a, a, a the, the Continental Federation votes in a different way from any given... Uh, national association, and don't forget, well, un- unlikely though, because it's made up of well, people no, from. When when you consider that there's actually very few nations in Oceania, well, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, but I'm, no, I'm thinking particularly about Oceania, yeah. not not but, talking about other, I'm not talking about Asia or. No, yeah. but in those other confederations, they have many, many more members. Yeah, and yeah. probably have far more competing needs. There's no reason to understand why that wouldn't happen. Well, that's why you need somebody strong at the top to gather all those votes together, isn't it, John? <laughs> Must be. But anyway, so that that's the way it works out from there, and I did have. Some um, some other information regards membership sure. and um, the composition of the membership. You know, Congress is the members of the FIH in the general meeting. Congress holds ultimate and supreme authority in relation to the affairs of the FIH, including sole and exclusive exclusive authority to admit an NA as a full member, to expel a member, to a uh, or to amend and add to these statutes. Now, the one thing that a continental federation can't do, um, it has all the rights that a normal member has, except when it comes to voting for the admittance of a national federation or national association into the FIH from their confederation. Um. My my eyes just glazed over as I was so looking at John. If, I hope you're following along if, at home. Uh, if Hutt River, yeah, okay, Hutt River Province here yeah. in WA, put it into local terms, applied to be a, a, a national association. Yes. Okay. Oceana doesn't get a vote in that. Um, right. Okay. In yeah, that yeah, decision. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. the only time. Any other occasion they can vote. Okay. Like, as as they like. And any time after that member's been voted in, they, it's just for that special, and why, as far as I can figure. And why, and why would that be? What would be the, um, the positive reason for that? Oh, I don't know. So, so, so you can bypass your 
Continental Federation well, to go for direct membership with the FIH. You know, if you sit on the outer and you don't actually have any communication with the I don't know, maybe Continental it's just Federation a or thing. don't know, don't know. Now, each member, if you know, do give us a shout. Send an email send, to Matt or John at Reverse Each Dick, member can send two delegates to the Congress yes. where all the decisions are made. Two delegates, one who must be a passport holder of that country, uh-huh. to be your number one and vote. Who are, and and your voter. So yeah. it's essentially one country, one vote, as far as I can. Yeah, yeah. I can no, I believe that to be this. the case. Yeah. Um, so that that's it as far as 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 votes go, and who can vote, and how the voting goes about, and who can be a member. So um, it's basically one one for one for one for one, as far as it looks there, anyway. So that's a perfectly fair and reasonable way to do it. So John, every, it? every every country is what, uh, what, allowed what, what, to send. What do you have to do? Two representatives to the Congress, Matt. How many hockey players? That's do all you need to send is two. How many hockey players do you need in your um, playing actively in your national federation to be able to consider to, be, to consider yourself a, a national federation? John, is that homework? I think so. Yeah. What evidence is required of hockey being played in your country? Uh, okay. To, uh, to actually you know, say I'll, you're a I'll hockey player. To actually say you're a hockey playing country. Um, how many players? Well, what what evidence is required by the FIH to show that you actually do play hockey in your country? Send in your suggestions for Constitution Corner, by the way. How many players do you need? Yeah. Need in your country. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll suss that out for next week. That'll be next week's Constitution Corner. Ding! You are listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. Uh, do forget, do forget, don't forget to catch up with us on the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at The Reverse Stick. John, we're up to yes. 30 followers on our YouTube channel. Whoa-hoo. I did put an appeal out on social media recently. Garnered one more follower. That was uh, FH Empires. Thanks, Keely. Um, like you need a hundred to be able to get your own channel name. So at the moment, it's it's just a line of numbers. So just if like we don't, we rarely put anything on there. We don't want you. You don't have to look at anything on there. But just click subscribe on YouTube, and then we can have our own channel name. Okay. Just uh, just. It's something I want. I was on Instagram last week. <laughs> oh dear. Not me, no. not me personally. But no. I mean, I was on Instagram. Yeah. In someone else's Instagram, if you know what I mean. I don't know. Go on. Well, I I had a birthday celebration last week. Oh, for my, many con- not mine. Oh. my daughter's birthday. Yeah, many congratulations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she turned nineteen. Nineteen. Great, lovely yeah. young lady she is. Incredible. They're normally married by that age around here, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, she's doing very well for herself, thank you. And uh, anyway, we went out for dinner with Nana and Granddad, and um, oh, it was a, a lovely night. And Mrs. Lee came along, and um, uh, uh, she she booked the restaurant that we went to. Oh, Jamaican? Uh, hey, Jamaican? Oh, I'm not going to that joke. <laughs> uh, no, it was Mexican. Oh. Yeah, near, near same same region. Yeah, uh, in a, neighbors in a, in a federation sense. Yeah, um, probably play each other all the time. They do. Um, so we went to a Mexican restaurant, and and it was one that had a tequila menu. Uh huh. And so I made my Instagram debut uh, 
doing tequila slammer. Ah, oh, so uh, I'm, I'm out there, folks. If with, you want with, to find me on with with your Instagram, daughter. No, she filmed it. Oh. She she wasn't prepared to try it. She said, "What the are you talking about?" I said, it's, uh, "And she would show me." There you go, and, there you go uh, Je- ladies and gentlemen. Model parenting. It, it was. I'm in a lucky position that uh, all that all that damage was done before I had the ability to. Did I tell you what I ended up? I ended up paying a five-year-old ten bucks the other day because she. I don't want to know this story. She drank the. (laughs) She drank a spoonful of the, um, the the liquid from a jar of jalapenos. Um, She likes spicy things. What she drank? You know the liquid from a jar of jalapenos, like a a teaspoonful of that. She put. She tried a little bit on her finger and said, "Yeah, no, that's all right. Yeah, yeah." Okay, then go for it, darling. Yeah, it was a little bit hotter than she was expecting. Anyway. I, I used to work with a bloke that drank Tabasco sauce. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I say drank Tabasco sauce, is when the shopping run went. He would he would buy like thirty bottles of Tabasco sauce to get him through two weeks. To get him through what? Yeah, oh, working out in the bush. Okay. It was an alcohol substitute, I think. <laughs> Yes, we're, we're, yeah. the reverse tick, the global hockey we're still, podcast. We're still here. Now, I'm, I'm going to move on to something else because we oh just had God. Constitution ding, yeah, I know. corner. But did you see this week, Matt? That 40-page document? No, I didn't. No, it's 52 pages. <laughs> I, was, I, did, I did spend time on the IOC website, though, oh. and all the doctors that are listed as members are actual <laughs> doctors. All the HRHs are actual his or her royal highnesses. The HEs, yep, they're all um, his excellency or her excellency. But, uh, yeah, all the misters, they're just misters, John. Well, look, Sorry, go on. This week, the Association of Summer Olympic International Federations re- released the third review of international federation governance. Uh, it's the ASOIF Governance Task Force. Now, I first became aware of this because a couple of tweets bobbed up and um, I got a bit lazy and ran out of time. In fact, tracking them down to print them out and quote from how I tracked it down, but... Basically, inside the biz reported on this. Yep, inside the games.biz. Now, somewhere out there in this Twitter stream that I totally lost, um, there was some talk of the FIH coming third in something. You you Um, go and hunt for this now. We're doing this. All right, okay. It's it's live. He's going to tell you it's live. live. No rehearsal. Last week was the (laughs) only show we ever rehearsed. (laughs) I can't believe it. Okay, so... I thought, okay, I'll have a look at this. We'll be getting messages that say, do you, do you want, do you want to re- rehearse, rehearse every week? Maybe to suggest just a little. So I downloaded this 52-page document. Um, and Is that the first review you've got there? What? Is it the first review? Third review. Oh, it's the third one, sorry. Yeah. Third one. Okay, so um, the first three pages are, is a cover and some pretty sports people playing bloody sport. And then there's a... F- Two pages forward, and then there's another full page of people playing sport of different descriptions. A couple of blokes poking each other with long bits of metal. A lady jumping on a horse. Well, apart apart from the Greco-Roman wrestling, there is some fencing okay. as well. So page seven is the contents, and then we've got an executive something. Look, it's a thick, weighty tome with a few pages interspread of some lovely photographs. There's some rugby players in that. Can I uh, just uh, can I make a note though? Yeah, he's been very good in his recycling. On the back of all, <laughs> of of all of these sh- sheets that he's printed out, 
our pro league team list that we were using for the uh, the hockey dice, for no. the fiscally responsible pro league. Yeah, which I originally I was going to use for the pro league. Yeah. So they've they're sort of third no, time no, around. No, no, they've been very, very well used, and we'll uh, we'll be starting a fire and uh, cooking some local um, roadkill later on. Look, after the show. it's got an executive summary, and within the executive summary, it contains a graph that says total scores in groups out of a theoretical maximum of 200, and it lists a few of these, all of the associations that are involved here. So who are the people? Who is this from, though? Who, who are these people? This is the, oh, now I have to look at the cover again. Uh, the Association of Summer Olympic International Federations. Sounds like another cushy number to be sitting That's on that one. a level of government, so I'm not sure we need. Um, but and you'll f- understand why. Uh, we've got so that's on on page nine. That graph appears. Now, from there, we've got some other key findings on specific government I- governance issues. Now, at this stage, it's still it, it's outcomes of. Moderations. The number of international federations that fell between certain ranges, uh, the sorts of um, data they were looking at, and and how it, how many international federations fell within certain zones under certain parameters that they had placed on the these statistics that they had they had gathered. Uh, table ten is the mean moderated score by revenue group, um, and the average annual revenue for 2016 to 20, uh, less than 4 million, there were, um, sorry, greater than 4 million, there was six federations out of the 31 that were a mean score. Anyway, it's a lot of statistical stuff. It is. A lot. However, in the report, there is only one reference to where nations are ranked, and that is the table that appears on page nine. And I can go through pages, as we mentioned, 50 bloody odd pages that is ink I will never get back again. And I should have just looked at the, the, the version online and left it at that. Now, the total scores in groups out of a theoretical <laughs> maximum of 200. So this is how your IS International Sports Federation scored. Yeah. There was group A1. They scored between 170 and 190, somewhere in that region, out of 200. There's six international federations listed there in alphabetical order, not in how they scored. That's the BWF, the FEI, FIFA, the ITF, UCI, and World Rugby. Then there is A2 level. Uh, nations who scored between 140 and 160. Note there's a gap between 160 and 170 where no one scored anything. So those between 140 and 160, A2s, there were eight federations, FIBA, the FIE, the ITTF, the ITU, the UWW, the World Athletics, World Sailing, and the WT. Now, at level B... Between 120 and 140, yeah. there are several international federations. Is hockey one of them, John? Well, there's the FIG, there's the FISA, there's the FIVB. Don't, don't, no, don't tell me fist. ICF, <laughs> IFSC. <laughs> 
There's the, oh, my glasses got out of focus. The IGF, the IHF, the ISSF. Not the IT, don't the tell me UIFM, the World Archery, and FIH. Why isn't World Archery WA? The rest of them, why does World Archery get it? There's already someone called WA, probably. Us, we're in WA. And then there's level C. Uh, that's FINA, F-I-N-A, oh. the IJF, the ISA, IWF, WBSC, and World Skate. Now, some of those federations in the last group so, well, associate members. Was worldwide, world, world wildlife fun. WBSC. Now, those categories can we, can C we just, nations no, can we score just go between... Back and guess? Can we just go back and guess what some of those are? What? Right. Take the, <laughs> take the bo- what's the bottom one there? The bottom one. Well, there's there's several there. There's six international federations rated between... 80 and 120. FINA, FINA, all right, FINA, FINA, that's, Federation that's swimming, is National Amateur Swimming. Uh, uh, quite, it's, it's swimming, it's I'm swimming, pretty sure it's swimming. Yeah. Amateur nautical, nautical <laughs> amateurs. Uh, IJF, judo, let's say it's judo. Jousting. <laughs> no, I don't think they're an Olympic sport. <laughs> well, I don't know. The ISA, which Appar- gets... Apparently they're in the urban game. associate member, ISA, associate member surfing. Is it? Uh, I'm thinking ISA, it's no. an associate member. Uh, they, they're, they're like a demonstration sport, aren't they? One of those sorts of things. Maybe. The IWF. Oh, this world, the world. International this. Wildlife Fund. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, wrestle with the rhinoceros. <laughs> um, the W... I, I wrestle frogs? Uh, WB... <laughs> well, let me read that one again. The WBSC. World Bowling and Shooting Championships. That's a good one. How about World Skate? I bet it's got nothing to do with fishing. Mm. Boom, boom. Poms will understand that. Uh, 11 International Federation, FIH. We know that's free international holidays. Yep. What about FIG? Uh, Ooh, fig. That's, they don't need, they don't need yeah, a yeah. gin no, fig. Fuck, I'm good. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say jam. Okay, uh, FISA. F-I-S-A, the Federation of International Softball. Shooting Arseholes. Shooting? <laughs> You're going blue tonight. I'm going to have to tick that Excuse blue me, sorry. thing. Beep. Beep, beep. Beep. The ICF? Uh, chess. Oh, maybe. World Archery. There were some strange things in the first Olympics, wasn't there? There was you know, um, ballroom dancing and chess and things like that were in the... In the first, well, the, point, uh, the point being is that not the very actually, not the very first Olympics. After, but, you know, after going modern look, Olympics, after going through this, I still don't actually understand where the FIH scored. It's in this Group B. So what did it score? For, they've got all these metrics and explanations of scoring procedures. Okay, and doesn't it say at the start of it what the point of the the study is? Well, it does. Which is what. Can you deliver a pricey of it to us, oh, please? I have to go back to. I oh, know. I don't want you to read it all. No, I'll executive summary. The document is a report of the third on the third review of international federation governments led by the governance task force established by the Association of Summer Olympics International Federations. In the context of evidence of cases of mismanagement of major sporting bodies, the ASOIF General Assembly in 2016 mandated the GTF to assist the 28 summer IFs to promote a better culture of governance and help ensure that IFs are fit for purpose or rapidly achieve that status. So hockey is at the higher end and the bottom 50%. Well, that's that's what I would ascertain. Yeah. 
from just getting to page bloody nine and not reading all of the other rubbish going <laughs> into the rest of the Well, board. hopefully it will educate and inform and help people make some decisions in the upper echelons of sports administration on how they deliver better outcomes for their individual sports, John. It's, it's a very subjective, I would have thought, um, 52-page report. Um, John, I, I John, just, John, can you um, can you just share the link with us, please? Uh, inside the games. Biz media file one seven nine three nine. Hey, how about I share it to you and you? No, can... we're not. Sh- nobody cares. Nobody wants to read really? that. The, the the people who wrote it obviously don't even care about it. What is the point? <laughs> what is the point apart from keeping a few more people in stupid jobs in bloody Lausanne? You're listening to the Matt Allen Rant. I've got an update it's for you. John Lee trying to keep him under control. I've got an update from news18.com, John. What have they was, said? Uh, Something this was last updated on the 14th of June. Indian Olympic Asso- um, Association Vice President Sudanshu Mittal says FIH clean chit to President Narinda Batra is eyewash, insists on fresh probe. Again? Um... He said his complaint against Batra was addressed to the disciplinary commissioner, but it was hushed up by referring it to the integrity officer. So we've got Wayne Snell uh, is the integrity officer, and it went to Gordon Nurse. Oh, the have they said him um, Anyway, he said it's uh, eyewash, insisting the allegation should be probed as per FIH's statutes. I understand the rush you had to issue this statement of the integrity officer for a complaint addressed to the disciplinary commissioner. Just because Mr. Wayne Snell issues a statement, it does not make it right. The statement by the integrity unit holds no power in the statute to the FIH. It was a good attempt for eyewash, Mittal said in a mail address to FIH CEO Reveal on Saturday. I still insist that my complaint addressed to the FIH disciplinary commissioner be adjudicated in accordance with the statutes of the FIH. This would not be, I repeat it, would not be the last forum for appeal of truth and justice in this matter. Um, blah, 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 Snell, not sustained. Um, Mittal accused uh, Vale of diverting his complaint to protect the World Hockey Body's president. At first, my complaint addressed to the FIH disciplinary commissioner, <laughs> that's a mouthful every time, was diverted by you to the FIH integrity unit that has no statutory provisions to look into a complaint against the president. Without sending a formal communication regarding my complaint, Mr. Snow chose to issue a statement that further belief of manipulation to protect the FIH president. There is no merit to the statement of Mr. Snow because I did not question the eligibility of Dr. Batra as FIH president in 2016. My complaint was about the misrepresentation of facts in 2017 and thereafter, which is a violation of the then FIH statutes, he says. There you go. This is going to roll on and roll on until it just disappears and Dr. Batra gets elected somewhere else. I mean, Mr. Batra. Shit. Now... While we're speaking about uh, constitutional issues, Matt, yes. I've got one to raise with you. Sure. Because, um, look, you know I've been a long-time critic of of the regime that you have been a key part <laughs> of in controlling the Fremantle Hockey Club. Yeah, and yeah. Um, 
And one of my biggest critics. Yeah. We, had, and, we actually fell out last week about it. Yeah, we did. And, uh, you know, and I thought that you stepping down would be a, a, a sign of, of change at the Fremantle Hockey Club, but it, it, but it's, well, it has. It's, it a, new, it's a new you, name. It's the Fremantle Coburn yeah, Hockey Club. It, it appears that you've, you've pulled a, a Vladimir Putin type move. Well, yeah, no, no. And, uh, Oh, no, you know, I'm very proud. I'm set like, yourself up to regain power. No, no, no. Very I, quickly. No, I stepped, obviously I stepped down as, as VP last week at the AGM. Yeah. Um, really pleased to take this opportunity to announce my new role as president of Malville Hockey Club. <laughs> <laughs> just been, it's just been agreed today and I'll be moving into that role within, uh, <laughs> within sometime next week. <laughs> Seriously, though. No, nah, just joking. Oh, geez, no. I mean, it was a controversial. I'm I'm hearing now that very controversial AGM. I unfortunately was in a, a high power training session at the time and couldn't attend. But yeah. you know, you did stream it. Well, we, yeah, no, we yeah we we zoomed it. I got the little HD cam set up and um, it was shared on Facebook and not the you know, but it was that we were doing it was being was shared on Facebook and through our various groups and email database. And all you had to do was get in touch with the club secretary to get the, the codes to sign in and join. So uh, we were there half an hour beforehand at the new club room. So some people in situ with obvious physical distancing taking place. And then some guy popped up half an hour before the meeting was due, was due to start. And uh, there he was up on the screen. On the, on the big, on the big TV, we had the cable put it in HDMI to do it all by himself. On the whole big screen. Yeah, well, we had four people in the club rooms at the time. Myself, the president, uh, secretary, and, he was the and the women. TV and well, he was, he was the only one on there because the camera wasn't pointing at anybody else at that, that time. And he sat there very patiently. And, uh, the secretary, secretary said to me, do you know that bloke is? And I'm going, uh, I kind of like sort of recognize his face, but I don't, not, not really. How'd he, how'd he get in? in? He said, well, he sent me an email and asked for the code. <laughs> and I said, but do you, do you know if he's a member or not? <laughs> well, I didn't get a chance to check. <laughs> I, what's, I said, what's his name? <laughs> he's got... You're giving me an idea. me the name. I've gone, yeah, mate. He, he played one trial game four years ago for us, right? And then... He got hit by a ball in the first two minutes, made a really strange, like, screaming noise, left the field, and then didn't really see him again, but had lots of weird email messages from him over a, over about six months. And I got to a point where I'm going, no, I don't need any keepers, mate. Sorry, we've got enough keepers now. We're, we're fine, because it all got a bit strange. So anyway, just before the meeting was due to start, I said, we need, to, we need, we need to ask him to, to leave. Um, so Ross just ended up just cutting him off from the phone call, then had an exchange of about 20 emails backwards and forwards. And apparently, apparently he wanted to come to the AGM because he was looking for a new club and uh, just thought he might be able to learn something about any um, potential positions that are available by sitting through the AGM. <sighs> Don't give away your Zoom codes, folks. Beware. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad he didn't sort of get up, get up to anything nefarious on the screen. Yeah, well, I would have thought those things are actually just club members. They are. <laughs> They're exactly only for club members. Just about it, mate. 
Got anything else quickly? Huh? Huh? Are you forgetting? What? Oh! Matt's Mystery File! Right, here we go. Let's have a look. What have we got? It's uh, the date of it is... I saw a tweet from um, uh, South Pass earlier on talking about hockey growing or something like that. The the great thing is... I know some hockey growths. (laughs) The great thing with... uh, these magazines and some of the books of the time, this is 1961, was the, the moniker or the tag that was always used was the game that grows. Oh, the game well, that grows. it used to. Now it's on artificial turf. Yes, and it's just the uh, the moss and the mould growing, isn't it, John? Oh, Better get them checked out. As well. There's a bit of bacteria going on in there. Here we are. Okay, what did I say? 1961, Volume 9, Number 4, new series from the Hockey Circle, the International Hockey Magazine, established... 1933, this is the August edition. Page 11, this is, uh, okay, let's just have a go. Uh, little subheading here, Hockey Blue. Tasmania made a blue at the recent match at Launceston against the touring Kiwis. At halftime, three players were replaced, all uninjured. Apparently, state manager Max Daglish had been told before the game the New Zealanders intended to replace players at halftime and give all players a run. Controversy. Max thought this was a good idea and did just that. At halftime, Spanner Spence, Brian Streets and Keir Pearson came off and on went Cole Stevens, Pixie Kenner and Wally Budgeon. I wonder if he's related to Nick Budgeon. He's a Tassie boy, isn't he? These three were on for one and a half minutes before the New Zealand manager woke up that three strangers were on the field. Everything was finally sorted and Spanner... Brian and Keir went back on, and a disappointed Cole, Pixie, and Wally came off. Asterix, Max's informer, has still not been found. That's really interesting, because you know when we talk about changes in the game? Yep. And it, that's one that all, often gets left out of the conversation, was the introduction of interchange players. Yep, yep. Uh, cause, and in a lot of sports, interchange wasn't a thing. It was, and hockey, I think, was one of the first <laughs> sports to... Embrace interchange of major world they got, they got Soccer minute. still doesn't have interchange. They got a minute. They got a minute and a half on the field. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Where were these three blokes? <laughs> and where were the th- where were the, where were the other three actually? Were they hiding in the changing rooms? <laughs> or were they like around the back of the stands? Or exactly where were the other three blokes? Come on, you blokes, back. Ah, oh, already in the bar. Got the pi- got the pipe lit up. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, brilliant. Yeah, cricket's a bit like that, being 12th man. You've got to hang around, but you know you're not getting on. Yeah. Um, or if you do, you're just sort of running on and, you know, stuffing up a catching opportunity <laughs> and running <laughs> off again. This is Ghost Way Bay. Yeah, how the rules change and how much of an effect that had on the sport as well. That was, uh, interchange has changed the way the game's played. Sorry, that's the mystery fire going away again. And the, and the way the game is coached as well. Yes, massively so. I mean, that the sole discretion used to be on when that coach thought that player would be best injected into the game or if someone was playing poorly or those sorts of things. Nothing necessarily to do with fitness. Okay, occasionally some guy, you might have a guy coming back from injury you might know you're only going to get 40 minutes out of. and But as a general rule, fitness wasn't... Well, I, but I grew, I grew up playing with guys that played when there was only 11 players. I'm now playing walking hockey with some guys mm. and girls that 
played the game when it was your 11 players. And if you got injured, that was it. You got injured. Yeah. Two of you got injured, but you're playing with nine players. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That still happens quite a bit. It's the way now. it should be. Yeah, that's just normally when you're playing though, isn't it? What? No. <laughs> We're nearly done, folks, here on the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. What, hey, what, yeah, what's going on next week? Show 150. Have we organised anything? No, um, I don't think we have. Have you, you organised something? Hey, no. you... uh, I heard back from Aerosmith. Yeah, right. And they're keen yeah. as mustard. Yeah, yeah, but the whole border thing. Oh, oh destroying geez. it. I don't know what we're going to do. Well, I'd loathe to do anything on Zoom. No way. Just, don't, just don't want to do it. No, 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 I don't think we. No, we won't go near that platform. Maybe. No. Maybe we could come what sort up of with, pla- what sort of platform? Why don't we just do the same old <laughs> that we've been doing for the last let's, let's, 149 episodes, let's, 48 let's, at this Let's stage. interview someone. That's the well, If you're uh, interesting and uh, incredibly famous in the hockey world and you think... You've and got you live to, in Perth. And no, no, it doesn't have to be in Oh, We need to get but someone got, in the studio. But if you've got a, if you've got a story to tell... And uh, you think our listeners might enjoy it? Just I don't. I know we don't want a current hockey player, please. We don't want to be bored about your roommates' habits we do or, or your breakfast show? routine. Um, not oh, maybe. Oh, well, maybe we do our Patreon thing next week anyway. Next Saturday night after your first. I'm oh, going to play on the Sunday though, not on the Saturday. Um, anyway, um, maybe we'll do that. Become a Patreon su- subscriber. That might be interesting. But anyway, um, you just mentioned about. Membership or something like that, didn't what? you? Member. You know, there was a segue in there. There was. I was going to ask you something before we left. Oh, go on then. Are you a member of the hockey community? A member of the, the hockey what, John? The hockey community, Matt. No, what's the hockey? I am a member of the hockey community. What is the I've ho- signed on to something before you have. What is the hockey community, John? The hockey community is one of those... Website things, Matt. <laughs> um, the hockey community. Oh, I've got the wrong screen up. How do you moment. find? How do you find out what the hockey community is? What you do is you type www. Yeah. The hoc- dot. www. dot. <laughs> the hockey community. All one great big long word. The yeah. hockey community in little letters. Yeah. Dot com. Yeah. That's what you do, and you type that in, and you press search. Well, I've just, I've and just it takes done that. you to the hockey community. Oh, I've got a little screen. It says hockey the hockey community connecting the hockey world. That's the one. The hockey community serves to connect like-minded Sign hockey people to up. share knowledge, ideas, and inspire each other. Register now for free. Get in touch with hockey people from all over the world. Join workshops and improve your game. So there's lots of coaching, but I see there's a flyer there. Today is yeah. the 19th. This will probably be with you if you are a subscriber and it's gone straight into your uh, ear holes. Free webinar tomorrow, June the 20th. Six top coaches share their experiences of returning to hockey after the COVID-19 lockdown, what they did and what they learned. It is a free webinar that goes on for about five hours. Yep. Starting at 1 o'clock CET. So here in Perth, that is... Six hours difference, uh, 7 p.m. in the evening. Uh, if you're in tomorrow. the UK, you're in that. Yeah, tomorrow. For us. Oh, We've yeah. got... Uh, Goalkeeper in-team training. Yeah, Dennis van der Poel and Martin Driver. Class lady. Bert Remesval, Andre Australia Youth training. Yep. Oh, I don't think Jack Rolf can do it. He's not Australian. I don't know. He can coach on Australian youth training. Yeah, not either. You can anyway, Bundesliga men. And... Uh, Javier Telechea on Belgium Youth Training. Yet, yeah, so that's on. It's free, so get in, sign up for free. 
there will be options on there to pay for premium content, but the the idea behind it all is to those that can pay can pay for that premium content, but there'll be other lots of useful content from some of those paid platforms and, and other free stuff to help with your coaching and, and bring all sorts of things together. Did you mention Andre? Yes, I did. Eric? Bundesliga men. On Rich, yeah, Bundesliga men. Yeah, that's on. Yeah, and hoof class. Five right? hours of free webinar. Get your that's eyes a, on it. That's a great song title. What's that? Bundesliga men and hoof class ladies. <laughs> it could be like a cabaret or something like that, couldn't it? Really? <laughs> Don't you see that working? Get onto it. Check it out. The hockey community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're nonplussed for the outro of the program. Come on. Sorry. Join us next week for the celebratory. Edition 150 of the Reverse Dick, the Global Hockey Podcast. will be great to have you here. If you're on the field this weekend, go give it some. Give them hell, eh, John? Yep, give them hell. And if you have a spare two to $300,000, please get in touch with us. We've got a great idea for a TV show. <laughs> we just need someone that's going to go to Screen West with us with a big pocket. Please, give us some money now. Meanwhile, Treasurer Tim was talking to the facilities manager about the cost of the toilet rolls. You see, we've we've budgeted for three pieces of two-ply toilet paper per wipe. And and I'm afraid you, you, we're going to have to put some sort of limit on the number of wipes. Yeah, but it's not my bloody fault. We've had three more games per week here on the turf, that means you're going to get at least 30 more people using each of the toilets. We're going to, we're just, we're going to use it. And you, you, you just can't tell some people, we need, we need more toilet rolls in the club. Well, I know, I, I, I know it's hard for you to understand, but when you look at it from a budgetary consideration, people have just got to keep their shit in.